The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Zhu Ping is the founder of Aveda and Kamon International. Aveda is like a brand in beauty products and spa. He had also written a book titled Business Maker, Day Maker, Ripple Maker. I said, I think I know what Business Maker and Ripple Maker are, but I don't know what Day Maker is. So Ping said that he didn't give that name himself, but that somebody else whom he admires greatly gave him that name. It's like you make my day. In this case, making someone's day. And Ping is that kind of person. Last week, Ping talked about coming back from the States and having to take care of his sick dad. Um, the whole ordeal changed his life and made him realize how much life is really short. Today, he will expand on the optimistic side of how he looks at life. I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm on the treadmill all my life. You know, train me up. Yeah. I have to keep walking. Yeah. Everything's happened. No, very smooth. I cannot get off the train me. Actually, I have mortgage to pay. I have a tuition to pay. You know, I have to work. And so suddenly I realized that this is time I I should step off the train me uh-huh. because my father's death. So I take one year off. Mm-hmm. Live a lot of saving. Uh, take you were still a student then? No. Uh, yes. make a long story short. Yes, I was still okay. student. But actually, I quit my job. My my ex-life, real profession is a pharmacist. Okay. I'm working as a pharmacist in the United States for about uh, uh, 12 or 13 years. Right. And I decide again, to change. Uh, I, I can imagine I, I've been working this for the rest of my life, so I want to become a dentist. So I've applied dental school. I study, uh, go through all those uh, application process. Ambition. Not that, this is not ambitious. Find another, <laughs> another career, okay. another... Another path in your life, and, and a stable, a stable life. As dentists, you don't have to worry that much. You, know, you just open your practice, uh, have patients, you take care of them. Uh, so I just changed. I just changed the pace of my life. I changed uh, the way that I, I live my life. So I decided to go to school, become a student. So, but I right, I finished the first school, my dental school. My father got sick, so I take a leave. I see. Uh, the teeth, uh, leave up abscess in the school. So I have a choice then, right? The student. So so I decided to to, to, to take another year off to see what, what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And during that time, make a long story short, I met someone. He asked me to help uh, to find a distributor in Taiwan. And uh, since I'm from Taiwan, yes. so I, I was unknown in Taiwan. My mother still lived there, so I had to come back to Taiwan. So I said, I can help you on that. So I come back to Taiwan, I find my friends and ask them if they want, if anyone want to do it. But they are, but they propose a very short term, it's a transaction model. So uh, I don't think it's the right way to do it. So, so we decide to, to start myself. I become a distributor. 
All right, Ping. Yes. Let's talk about now. Okay. You know what you're doing for Taiwan. Mm -hmm. I think you're doing a lot to um, inspire young people, from what I know, mm -hmm. and also about keeping the foreign talents that we've got here to to stay in Taiwan. Yes. Am I right? Yes. I mean. That's you're, super important. Yeah, um, like with Forward Taiwan, mm -hmm. it seems like you're doing something really serious. It's talking about like visa and policies, that kind of stuff to, to help foreigners, making it easier for them to stay and, you know, start their business or startups too. You're also helping with that mm -hmm. to do a whole lot of mm -hmm. things. But what inspired you to do so much of these things for Taiwan? I know you love Taiwan and I think you really care about the fact that we're getting old, but we want to help young people to succeed and everything, mm -hmm. right? Right? Mm -hmm. yep. And so, yeah, this is all, it's its all part of your ripple maker yeah. mentality. You are absolutely right. Right. What exactly are you doing right now? Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, I, I think first thing is that we, we are the privileged few. We are the privileged few. Uh, we, 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 we have experience living abroad, so we see the world, we travel around, we have a, we have a very uh, sustainable uh, business model that which is totally in line with the environment, with the higher purpose. I'm very lucky I just bumped into that. So so I didn't really actually see him, I want, I want to protect the environment, I want to solve the climate change, in, and then I want to do that. No, it's just, just, just stumbling into this. So I always think I'm very lucky. I started business in 1988. Taiwan just started opening up. Okay, so I'm, I'm very lucky and that right time, right place, and uh, and so so I, that's why I'm privileged, privileged one. And uh, as a privileged one, then we, we should all take some risk. We should all do something that that's keyword. Do something that we believe and do something we love. So in other words, I keep telling people, it's kind of cliche, but it's true. I don't do this to love Taiwan. Because love Taiwan is a fake issue. Name one people who doesn't love Taiwan in oh, Taiwan. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. My thing is really simple. I think uh, Taiwan should connect to the world. Or the world should connect to Taiwan, either way. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. I'm privileged one. We are all privileged one. We can speak English. We can go direct to the source to get the cutting edge information. We don't need a gatekeeper to translate because certain things you, you cannot translate. But we're the privileged few, and that's why I say I, I want to do something. And one thing through the Red Room, I think you know the Red Room. Red Room is a very special community that will start from this, from, from this, this, this place. This that, Red Room? Yeah, we start right from this room. The idea is really simple that uh, I want to create a, a English-friendly space community. Okay. Otherwise, when we talk about bilingual education, we talk about English actually useless. That's just yeah. for the test, okay. for the resume, for the TOEIC score. English is a living language. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to, to, to use that language in a daily conversation, making friends. So I, I say I want to create a English-friendly uh, community, but then I'm a business person, so I want to find a way that I have a strong stickiness, a strong uh, affiliate to this kind of English environment. Okay. So during that time, I, I, I choose the poetry, wow. spoken words, poetry, because I think that a lot of people is very really good with words. Uh, they all want to share, right? That's, just, uh, that, that's the way they're motivated to create a new thing. 
So we start from a poetry reading. Poetry reading means you can either read your own creation, or can you read a chapter somewhere else that really touched you. Okay. But in English. In English, oh, English or multilingual. Sometimes with Japanese. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. So, what has that developed into? The okay. Red Room, this whole idea of you know、um, using English, reading poetry. What has it developed into right now? That, that's the what we we can touch、and、the very important part. Yeah, really. I get know so many talented people. Yeah. And of course, most of them coming for teaching English, but this is not、yeah. that profession that true, true talent. Okay,、mm-hmm. they're teaching English. So we create this environment for all those people, creative people, to exercise their creative nature. But、okay. mostly in the arts. Like poetry, poetry. Then, now, of course, evolve, right? We、yeah. start with poetry. Then we start the singing. singing. We start like composing. We start novel reading. We start a radio, live radio show. Really? And being a live radio show,、really? it's so much fun.、Okay. Everybody read the script,、uh-huh. and then we have big signs, applause. That everybody get applause. <laughs> create a scary sound. Everybody create scary. So we can immerse it. That's truly immersing、uh, act now,、mm-hmm. but with professional script. The beautiful story. So we do all those things to become a, a, a hub for all the creative people,、okay. regardless of nationality,、yeah. regardless of profession. But come to the red room, we can celebrate to each other's、uh, passion.、Mm-hmm. We, we 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 talk about that. We, we once we walk in this room, we should listen without judgment. Thirty or forty people watching you, complete quiet. You got nervous on that stage,、sure. but you overcome that. Uh-huh. And you become a better person of yourself. So we create this kind of environment, and then gradually grow and grow and grow, become a very important uh, uh, platform and community for、It's、all the international creative. Yeah. And a- then I realized something about a, such a such a stupid and、uh, I I just use stupid. I don't want to use other words. Stupid、uh, immigration law、yeah. that have so many. Building barrier that prohibit or discourage the foreigner to stay in Taiwan、mm-hmm. because the law never really make any change because they don't have votes, right? So lawmaker not interested that much. Yeah, they they think they're they're not they're not that constituency, right? And they create a conservative people angry about it. Hey, you you have so many people here, and then you you can depress the salary, the stealing the job, all those myth. Of immigration, so so the laws never change. So I decide that Taiwan's future is get all those people involved in Taiwan. So we, if we want to go out out of Taiwan, we want to connect the world. We need these people、yes. to connect the world because they know what they love Taiwan. We cannot promote what we like Taiwan. Maybe may not necessary in their culture. They appreciate it. So so I, I decide that we want to change the. the The, the immigration, but I never have any opportunity or experience to deal with government. I know. I don't have any. But you didn't then, touch politics before, no, right? No. But now, policy and politics different. Okay, okay. okay. policy. Right, okay, right. exactly. So, so I, I started. Well, luckily we have Facebook, right? Yeah. I just start with Facebook, and create a, a, a very enthusiastic, very supportive、uh, 
uh, fans, okay? And we have about 25,000 over years talk about the issue. And then I... Immigration Immigration without love. Really? And then I started from the lowest level of the policy maker, which is... Uh, Taipei uh, City Council, city council yeah. and all the way great gradually uh, city uh, labor union uh, labor uh, yeah. uh, labor ministry labor ministry yeah. go all the way all the way to the to national uh, development council Guo oh, yes, yes, yes. The, the, they, they are the one de design policy I know you're, you're at that level now yeah yeah we, 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 luckily we have a real Actually, good civil servant now yeah we got some breakthrough recently oh, yeah about the, big you know, breakthrough about yeah. Check Google the go car in Taiwan's immigration uh, uh, rule, whatever. We created a go car recently. Go car. Gold car. Okay. Go car. Okay. That means you have the privilege of, of, of work permit, oh, okay. multiple entry, but you don't need an employer to sponsor you. Yeah, that's okay. most of them, that's a key I know, barrier. That's a key. Employee. That's another big key. Another big area is a salary. You had a certain set salary, okay. then you can come. Otherwise, we, we consider a clean job from our local. Oh, so stupid, no? We, we're not thinking these people bring that experience, bring that skill, bring the knowledge to, to Taiwan. So this go-karts is, is a breakthrough to me. Yes. If you have any special, you are a photographer with, with, with a certain credential, of course, sure, right? Sure. You really are a photographer. Yeah, yeah. You, you are National Geography, Simon, fake. whatever, no. And then I like Taiwan. Come over, use that credential to apply in Taiwan. Okay. You don't need an employer. You don't need to prove you have a job here. That's but you come over here, give you this car, then you can start working, connecting, make Taiwan go your face. Yeah. Basically, so we started for Taiwan a movement and we're getting government policymaker involved. Mm -hmm. And we're really lucky to have a few real good uh, young legislators, we call it. A lot of uh, progressives have vision for Taiwan's future, not just very short term. Yes. We have all those uh, really good uh, legislators realize this is the one way that we should open up and let more people uh, welcome them. Yes. to come to Taiwan and the best way to do it is relax or reform our immigration. That's why it was so hard to introduce you. I started Googling about you. Um, <laughs> it was because of you that I realized there's this thing as a serial entrepreneur. And I was going, what is a serial entrepreneur? You know, because entrepreneurs are, usually they just do one job. Mm -hmm. You know, they start up one, one startup and then they do that mm -hmm. and do it well. Right. But you, you start one and then you start another and then the third one, and the fourth one. Yeah. That's why it was so hard to introduce you. You know, I didn't even know, because you're doing so many different things. Yeah, but this is my, again, this is what I learned, it's not my film, but this is my business philosophy, actually. I, I believe that you, you don't have to go big, but you have to go really unique. Number two, in order to be sustainable, you have to diversify. Thank you so much for the time. Pleasure. All right. Classic Shorts, stories from Chinese history and literature.
Hello and welcome to Classic Shorts. I'm Natalie. So, mountaintop experiences. People have been having them for centuries. Today we're going to look at two famous poems by the great poet Li Bai and his thoughts on his mountaintop experiences. This one is called A Song of Lu Mountain to censor Lu Shuzhou. Zhu County, who sang a mad song disputing Confucius, holding in my hand a staff of green jade. I have crossed since morning at the Yellow Crane Terrace, all five holy mountains, without a thought of distance. According to the one constant habit of my life, New Mountain stands beside the Southern Dipper, in clouds reaching silken like a nine-paneled screen, with its shadows in a crystal lake deepening the green water. The Golden Gate opens into two mountain ranges. A silver stream is hanging down to three stone bridges within sight of the mighty tripod falls. Ledges of cliff and winding trails lead to blue sky and a flush of cloud in the morning sun whence no flight of birds could be blown into woo. I climb to the top. I survey the whole world. I see the long river that runs beyond return. Yellow clouds that winds have driven hundreds of miles. And a snow peak, whitely circled by the swirl of a ninefold stream. And so I am singing a song of Blue Mountain. A song that is born of the breath of Blue Mountain. Where the stone mirror makes the heart's purity pure and green moss has buried the footsteps of Xie. I have eaten the immortal pellet and rid of the world's troubles before the lute's third playing have achieved my element. Far away, I watch the angels riding colored clouds towards heaven's jade city with hibiscus in their hands. And so, when I have traversed the nine sections of the world, I will follow Saint Luau upon the great purity. Now that was a great mountaintop experience. (laughs) And Li Bai has another poem about Tiamu Mountain, Ascended in a Dream. A seafaring visitor will talk about Japan which waters and mists conceal beyond approach. But Yue people talk about Heavenly Mother Mountain, still seen through its varying deeps of cloud in a straight line to heaven. Its summit enters heaven, tops the five holy peaks and casts a shadow through China with the hundred-mile length of the Heavenly Terrace Range which just at this point begins turning southeast. 
My heart and my dreams are in Wu and Yue, and they cross Mirror Lake all night in the moon. And the moon lights my shadow, and me to Yan River, with the hermitage of Xie still there, and the monkeys calling clearly over ripples of green water. I wear his pegged boots up a ladder of blue cloud. Sunny ocean halfway, holy cock crow in space, myriad peaks and more valleys, and nowhere a road. Flowers leer me, rocks ease me. Day suddenly ends. Bears, dragons, tempestuous on mountain and river, startle the forest and make the heights tremble. Clouds darken with darkness of rain. Streams pale with pallor of mist. The gods of thunder and lightning shatter the whole range. The stone gate breaks asunder, venting in the pit of heaven, an impenetrable shadow. But now the sun and moon illumine a gold and silver terrace, and clad in rainbow garments, riding on the wind, come the queens of all the clouds, descending one by one. With tigers for their lute players and phoenixes for dancers, row upon row like fields of hemp, range the fairy figures. I move, my soul goes flying. I wake with a long sigh. My pillow and my matting are the lost clouds I was in, and this is the way it is, always with human joy. Ten thousand things run forever like water. Towards the east, and so I take my leave of you, not knowing for how long. But let me, on my green slope, raise a white deer, and ride to you, great mountain, when I have need of you. Oh, how can I gravely bow and scrape to men of high rank and men of high office, who never will suffer being shown an honest-hearted face? Those are the those are the poems of Li Bai. Thank you for tuning in to Classic Shorts. I'm Natalie So. This is News Playlist, a weekly rundown of some of the most interesting news reports brought to you by RTI. Watch along on YouTube if you like, or close your eyes and enjoy these stories by way of sound. Welcome to News Playlist. I'm Paula Chow, your program host. Today, I'm going to feature stories related to the film, TV, and the music industry. Let's first take a look at the just-concluded Busan Film Festival, one of the most important film festivals in Asia. A total of 11 Taiwanese films were screened at the festival that ended on Saturday. The tension has been a big box office hit in Taiwan theaters. The psychological horror flick tells the story of a young boy and girl who try to escape from their school while discovering ghosts and dark secrets. Detention is among the 11 films from Taiwan that will be screened later this year at the Busan International Film Festival in South Korea. The list includes films from a variety of genres. 
The Gangs, The Oscars, and The Walking Dead is a dark comedy in which two budding filmmakers accidentally get involved in the gang activities. A Son tells the story of a family that tries to recover after their youngest son is sent to a juvenile detention center. A film produced by the Tourism Bureau has won the award at the World Fest Houston International Festival. The short film introduces the attractions of Eastern Taiwan to the world. Eastern Taiwan is Taiwan's tourism powerhouse. Scenic spots such as the Lintian Mountain Forestry Center, the Danong Dafu Forestry Park, and the Qixingtan Scenic Area are among their star attractions, places that visitors never forget. Along the way, tourists can sample local food and take part in activities like Taidong's International Hot Air Balloon Festival. All these tourism highlights feature in a three-minute promotional film put out by the Tourism Bureau. The film may not be long, but it's leaving an impression. It's already won awards at film festivals in Japan and Portugal, and now it's taken yet another award, the Platinum Remy Award in the travel film category of this year's World Fest Houston International Film Festival. A senior official from the East Rift Valley International Scenic Area Administration says one big highlight of the film is its introduction of the area's rich indigenous cultures, bringing them to a global audience. Jake Chen, RTI News. China has banned its filmmakers from taking part in this year's Taipei Golden Horse Film Festival. In August, a Chinese official said Taiwan's political situation will cause many problems. In response to reporters' questions, the official admitted that Taiwan's ruling Democratic Progressive Party is a factor behind the decision. On Weibo, the Chinese Film Administration said Chinese filmmakers will not join the Golden Horse Awards, the industry's top Chinese-language film awards held in Taiwan. China has moved their top movie awards, the Golden Chicken Award, to November 23rd, the same day the Golden Horse Awards will be held in Taipei. Cross-strait politics overshadowed last year's Golden Horse Awards. Taiwanese film director Fu Yu said she hoped Taiwan can be recognized as a real independent entity. At the same ceremony, Chinese actor Tu Men said he was happy to be a guest in Taiwan, China to present an award. The decision means films like these award-winning Chinese movies won't be able to win a Golden Horse Award and people won't be able to see big Chinese stars such as Sun Li, Zhou Xun, and Li Bingbing at the ceremony. Several Taiwanese filmmakers have called Beijing's decision regrettable. As one film critic said, after all, politics is politics, art is art. In mid-September, Hong Kong film director Johnny Doe resigned from his position as a committee head for the Golden Horse Awards. That's according to an announcement made by the Film Awards Executive Committee. Hong Kong film director Johnny Toe has apologized for inconveniencing the directors of this year's Golden Horse Awards, Taiwan's equivalent to the Oscars. That's after he bowed out as the chairman of the review committee due to restrictions imposed by his investors. Taiwanese film critic Lan Zhuwei says he is sympathetic to Toe's situation and that the restrictions are an example of Chinese bullying. Lan accused China of putting political pressure on the film industry and using business to advance its political goals. Toe will be replaced by Taiwanese director Wang Tong, who has won seven Golden Horse Awards himself. Wang will also be honored with a Lifelong Achievement Award at this year's event. Wang has promised to do the best job he can. You're listening to News Playlist. 
We've queued up some of the most interesting reports for you, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. And now we have a story about the film billboard painter named Xie Shenshen. Xie has been painting movie billboards by hand for over 50 years. He's now one of the few remaining artists of the fading craft. The General Assembly of Chinese Culture has honored his career with a short film. Adults and children gather together at an outdoor cinema, waiting for the show to begin. The sight is all too familiar for Xie Sensheng. He has been a movie billboard painter for over five decades. It is now a dying art. Xie was born in 1946 in Taichung, central Taiwan. He still remembers seeing movie billboards for the first time when his father took him for a walk to local cinemas. It was then that he knew he wanted to paint movie billboards. At age 15, he became an apprentice at a local ad agency. She said those early learning days were difficult, since the agency offered him neither pay nor accommodations. He was often scared coming home alone at night. He learned passionately for two years and spent his spare time imitating how established billboard painters used vivid colors. Xie began painting on his own in the 1960s and hasn't stopped since. The landscape of the movie industry, though, has seen drastic shifts. Between the 60s and 80s, he says he painted for seven cinemas. Sometimes there was so much work that he had to work through the night. But nowadays, most movie posters are produced digitally, leaving almost no demand for his work. He says he will paint as long as the one cinema he works for still needs him. He says he has no regrets looking back, since he was able to provide for his family by painting billboards. From foreign classics like The Roman Holiday to local Taiwanese movies, Xie has hand-painted countless faces and movie scenes. He says he sees himself as just a craftsman doing his job, and at the end of the day, he also enjoys just sitting with the public and watching the movies. Jack Chan, RTI News. And finally, we have a story about Taiwan's top music award, the Golden Melody Awards. The awards had its 30th award ceremony in late June. Seasoned Chinese-Canadian singer Sandy Lam and Taiwanese rapper Liu Wan took home the award for Best Female and Male Vocalist. The ceremony for the 30th Golden Melody Awards, otherwise known as Taiwan's Grammy Awards, kicked off on Saturday night in Taipei. Established musicians, entertainers, as well as newcomers got together to celebrate the biggest event of Taiwan's music industry. Seasoned Chinese-Canadian singer Sandy Lam took home the award for Best Female Vocalist, arguably the most coveted award of the night. This is Lam's second time winning the award in her 30-plus year career, in which she produced multiple best-selling records in Mandarin and Cantonese. Despite Lam's absence at the event, the judges said nominating her was an easy decision because of the high quality of her new album. In a decision that surprised many, the award for Best Male Vocalist went to Leo Wang, a first-time nominee and relatively unknown rapper. The 25-year-old addressed his mother in his winning speech, saying that he made the right decision dropping out of university to pursue his music career, 
and that he doesn't have to listen to her despite loving her very much. Jolene Tsai took home the award for best album with Ugly Beauty. Her latest album has been lauded by many for raising awareness on issues such as gender equality and the harmful effects of drug use among youth. And that's all we have for this week's edition of News Playlist. For Radio Taiwan International, I'm Paula Chow. Bye-bye. So the idea is to see how we can better strengthen the relationship between Haiti and Taiwan. For too long, it has been government to government. Today, we have four Taiwanese companies in Haiti, and we want to have a lot more. Hello and welcome to this week's Underline, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. I'm Carlson Wong. Mr. George Sassin, the president of the Association of Industries of Haiti, or ADIH, along with other important guests from Haiti, arrived in Taiwan in early October with the hope to meet local business people to lure more investment from Taiwan. ADIH is an organization that represents 106 members in the manufacturing industry in Haiti, with the purpose to boost trade and improve local economy. Mr. George Sassin has been involved in the advocacy of HOPE Act 1 and 2. HOPE Act 1 is Haitian Hemispheric Opportunity Through Partnership Encouragement Act of 2006, passed by the U.S. Congress to include special trade rules to give preferential access U.S. imports of Haitian apparel and Act 2 of 2008 affords preferential treatment for imports of apparel, textiles, and certain goods from Haiti. And our guest today is Mr. George Sassin, the president of the Association of Industries of Haiti. Mr. George Sassin, tell us the purpose of your visit to Taiwan. This is a part, first of all, it's a, it's a business led by my, myself. I'm a private sector. But in my delegation, we have two members of the president's office and also the chief editor of Haiti's largest newspaper. Of course, I have business people with me also. So the idea is to see how we can better strengthen the relationship between Haiti and Taiwan. Uh, for too long, it has been government and to government. Uh, and today, we have the, uh, four Taiwanese companies in, in uh, Haiti, and we want to have a lot more companies invest in Haiti. And that's how the Haitian people will feel closer to Taiwan, because when things happen between governments, nobody knows about it. We know the Association of Industries of Haiti, or ADIH, is an association of around 100 manufacturers in Haiti. Could you tell us some of the important industries in Haiti? Yeah, well, this association actually is 106 members. 
and its two pillars. One of them is companies working exclusively for export to the United States, mostly garment textiles. The uh, three quarters is manufacturing for the local market. I'm talking about uh, soft drinks, beer, mattresses, uh, chickens, eggs, uh, paint, uh, what is, you know, for the local market. Mm. So this is how the industry is uh, uh, occupied by two types of industries. So there are two types of industries. Uh, One, uh, the export industry to the U.S. in particular, and the other one is the domestic industry. I know um, Mr. George Sassini have been involved in the advocacy of uh, HOPE Act 1 and 2. HOPE Act 1 is Haitian Hemisphere Opportunity Through Partnership Encouragement Act of 2006 passed by the U.S. Congress to include special trade rules to give uh, preferential access to U.S. imports of Haitian apparel. And Act 2 of 2008 affords preferential treatment for imports of apparel, textile, and certain goods from Haiti, which you mentioned earlier, the export to the U.S. The items include garment and textile. Tell us, first of all, how you took part in the advocacy of HOPE 1 and 2. Well, thank you. Actually, uh, back in 2005, we, after the embargo that was imposed on Haiti in the 19, late 1990s, the, the number of uh, workers came down to 9,000 workers from, before the embargo, 187,000. And so I decided uh, to see... Uh, how we could get uh, the U.S. to give us something special. So uh, the association, and we raised the, uh, the revenues, the funds. We went to Washington, and in to- December 2006, we had Hope One, which was very small, very limited. But we were encouraged by that first success to continue. 2008, we got Hope. And in 2010, more important, we got help. Help is the, which is much, much bigger than hope. Basically, what it, what it is, it permits companies to manufacture in Haiti using raw material from anywhere in the world and sending the finished good to the United States duty-free. But there's also another uh, program that right now I am uh, lobbying for, the renewal of, it's called CBTPA, Caribbean Basin Trade Partnership Act. This one is hope as a limit, whereas CBTPA has no limit because you have to use raw material either from the United States or from a country that enjoys free trade agreement, FTA, with the United States. So we have these two programs permits us now. Today, we, are, we have 58,000 workers in the uh, garment sector working. Mm-hmm. And we are building more uh, buildings to receive. And we would rather have Taiwanese. We have over uh, 14 Korean companies, but only two, two. Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. To attract uh, investment, of course, it comes with uh, a good infrastructure, you know, tax incentives, labor, and so on and so forth. What has the government or the public sector done to improve this? 
But the, you, as you know, governments react when you push them. So this is how here it works. This is how it works in Haiti also. Unfortunately, these, uh, these past few months, we've been having a terrible uh, a political climate. So things are kind of not the way they should be. But at the same time, we cannot wait for things to fix because by that time it will be too late. So now we are uh, preparing because by, by the time somebody decides to invest, it takes about two years before you see that investment. Mm -hmm. So, but we have to start now to be yes. ready two years later. So that's why we are encouraging. And when situation is difficult, that's when you get the most advantage. You're listening to Underline brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. I'm Carlson Wong today. I'm speaking with Mr. George Sassin, the president of the Association of Industries of Haiti. Mr. George Sassin, have you talked to some of the investors here in Taiwan during your trip this time to persuade them to invest in Haiti? Yes, sir. We, we, yesterday we met with uh, a, a association of... Uh, uh, we met big business people. We also met with uh, Mike, Mike, Hong, Mike Hong. Mike Hong, with, uh, who had some of his uh, a, a, a members. Tomorrow we are at the Taiwan Textile Federation. This afternoon I'm going to Tainan to visit Everest, who is in Haiti, who has over 2,000 workers. And uh, so, yes, we speak to the private sector. How is, uh, we earlier talked about the, uh, Hope 1, Hope 2, and uh, you also mentioned about HELP and also um, CBTBA, you know, with uh, all these incentives. And how is Haiti becoming a leader in the production of quality clothing? Well, I would not say that we are a leader uh, in the quality clothing. We, it's, it has started now. We have a much higher uh, quality, much uh, higher-end goods for companies like Lululemon and uh, North Face, uh, companies like that. But we've been working for making garments for uh, Gap, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But we still are at the level where today Haiti is the second largest T-shirt manufacturer for Haynes and Gilden to the tune of 700,000 dozens a week. So, as you know, things take, take time, but we are moving slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. In 2006, only 9,000 people were employed in the yes. garment industry and the number has increased to 52,000 today. 58,000 today. And last year, you told a London-based magazine, Just Style, that this sector can employ up to 300,000 workers by 2026. Yes. Could you talk about this? Well, uh, the way... Because what Haiti offers is the proximity to the United States, available labor, and the hope, help legislations. So logically, when you look at what HOPE, HELP, and CBTPA offer, you can calculate how many garments, therefore deduct how many workers. And that's the calculation I made. However, the problem today is a problem of infrastructure. If you come to Haiti tomorrow, you say, give me a building. I don't have any. Okay? So it will take from seven months to 18 months to... And, but we are building now. So... 
in a year and a half, but to get a building in a year and a half from now, you have to start, it, it, you know, doing your, your, your due diligence today. Yes, yes, yes. So you have to start your planning your investment today, and two years later, you are ready. Exactly. Yes. And, and uh, Mr. George, I say, uh, for the last 40 years, you spend your life to change the image of Haitian industry. Uh, through other countries, and you have visited Taiwan a few times, I know. And tell us the challenges you have faced. For example, you you are also trying to lobby, for example, the Congress in the U.S. Yeah, well, the motivation has always been the Haiti that I was born in is a very was a very different country than what it is today. We had a very high education level of people. Uh, well, we did not have many people. It was only 5 million mm-hmm. people. Today it's 12 million, so that's already a challenge. And as it happened in Venezuela, bad politics, bad leadership destroys countries. But I was fortunate enough to be one of those Haitians who benefited from that education, from the training, from all of that. So I believe... It's not because I'm an altruistic person. It's because I am a capitalist in the sense that if my neighbor is well off, then he will not bother me. So this is the philosophy. And as a Haitian, I'm, a very, I'm, I'm defiantly, proudly Haitian, and I want to see my country back to the, where it was as a world player because we... We have done things that are not commensurate to our size. We are one of the founding members of the United Nations. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, again, we need to come back, to go back. But we have now much more people to, to feed, to educate and all of that. So I cannot say I'm leaving and not give back. To be a world participant, what challenges do you think Haiti will face. Haiti, the, the major challenge that Haiti is facing today is inadequate political leadership. And this is, a, again, the best example I can use is Venezuela. This was one of the richest countries today. Even Haiti helps Venezuela. So mm. this is crazy. So, uh, but what is happening today is a, is a, is a logical consequence of everything bad that happened and hopefully after uh, a couple of months go by again we will be able to recover from the the what's been happening the last 30 years mm-hmm. and so we do hope that uh, as you mentioned earlier Haiti will become a world participant in the near future And we have been joined in our studio today by the president of the Association of Industries of Haiti, or ADIH, Mr. George Sassin. Mr. George Sassin, thank you very much for coming to our studio today. Thank you very much. And I want to emphasize and remind that we in the Haitian private sector are adamantly on the side of Taiwan. And we'll continue to support Taiwan. And we'll continue to support Taiwan. And there was our interview with Mr. George Sassin, the president of the Association of Industries of Haiti. And that's it for this week's On the Line, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. I'm Carlson Wong. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.